Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 1, Chapter 18, on the example set by our Holy Fathers. Look at our fathers in the old days, living masterpieces as they are and shining examples of true religion. And see how feeble our own achievement is, almost nothing. Heaven help us. What is our life in comparison with theirs? Holy people, these true friends of Christ that could go hungry and thirsty in God's service cold and ill-clad, worn out with labors and vigils and fasting, with prayer and meditating on holy things, with all the persecutions and insults they endured, apostles and martyrs, confessors and virgins, and all those others who would follow in Christ's footsteps, many and grievous were the trials they went through, caring nothing for life in this world, if life might be theirs in eternity. And then the Holy Fathers in the desert, how severe that life was, how full of self-renunciation, the long periods of searching trial, the devil's constant assaults, prayer offered to God so frequently and so fervently, and stern fasts kept. All that burning ambition to rise higher in the spiritual life, the gallant campaign to overcome their faults, the clear eyes, the true wills that aspired towards God. After a day of hard work, they must still be long over their praying, as if work itself had meant rest for a moment from mental prayer. Never a minute of the day but was spent profitably. Never an hour but seemed too short to give them time enough for God. So sweet was the taste of contemplation. They would forget that their bodies needed food as well. Riches, titles, honors, their friends, their families. They would say goodbye to all that. Nothing of the world must be left to them. Of food, they would scarcely take enough to support life itself. They had to attend to their bodily needs sometimes, but they grudged the necessity. So poor they were in the things of this world, so rich in graces and virtues. Poor men outwardly, but inwardly refreshed by grace and its heavenly consolations. Strangers to the world? Yes, but close friends, intimate friends of God. How he loved them, how he treasured their love, these men who thought themselves good for nothing, these men whom the world despised, kept steadily by sincere humility, unquestioning obedience, to their rule of life, charity, and patience to guide them. That was how they advanced, day by day, 
in the spiritual life and won such graces from God. Why don't we imitate these people, we religious? Take up their challenge and go forward instead of following the unadventurous herd and growing slack. Only think how fervent were all the religious orders at the time when their holy institutes were first established. They prayed so devoutly. They set their hearts on holiness of living. Strict discipline reigned, and all was reverence and obedience that flourished under the old master's rule. Records enough survived to show us what kind of men they were. Men of real holiness, trained to perfection, that could fight valiantly and tread the world down under their feet. Nowadays, if we come across somebody who keeps the rules, somebody who can bear his lot with patience, we think the world of him. What a half-hearted, careless state we must have fallen into that we should have lost so soon our early enthusiasm. That we should be tired out, lukewarm, weary of life itself. Never be it said that you fell asleep over your task of growth and holiness. You who have had all these examples of devotion constantly before your eyes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, man of primitive times, mirror of the divine life, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we read chapter 18, are we supposed to feel discouraged? No. Are we supposed to feel like a failure who can't get up? No. Are we supposed to have our self-esteem punctured a bit? Yes. Thomas Akempis really wants us to realize that whatever achievement we've arrived at in terms of following God, we should not rest complacently in that achievement. Whatever progress we've made, we should not contemplate ourselves as though we can't go farther, although we're better than 99% of the people. And so we should be quite satisfied with where we are. Now, Thomas Akempis wants us to remember, and again, he's first of all writing for religious of his own community, men who have made 
vows of poverty and chastity and obedience. And he's trying to urge them on. But also he's trying to urge anyone on who's reading this. So what should we do if we think we've grown a bit slack, a bit lukewarm? And we're especially lukewarm if we think that we've arrived. If we think this chapter doesn't apply to us, if we think we couldn't really get any better than we are, then we're in a kind of lukewarm state. Because Jesus Christ, St. Philip Neri used to say, has put before us the model of holiness. When he said, be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect. And if our goal is to love like God the Father loves, to give everything we are and have to Jesus Christ, God the Son, then we have far more that we can give. And to help us understand just what that perfection looks like, Thomas Aquinas puts before us all these examples of holy men of old, the desert fathers, the early religious, the early monks, the confessors in the early church. So what are we to do when we read a chapter like this? Well, first of all, we have to ask ourselves, am I putting before myself every day examples of the saints? Because it's impossible to measure ourselves against them if we don't know about them, if we're not reading about them. St. Philip Neri used to say, read books that begin with S. St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine, St. Ambrose. In other words, it's crucial for us to immerse ourselves in these lives, to know how they lived. Why? Because the saints show us what God's grace can accomplish in an ordinary sinful human being who may have had a very difficult childhood, who may have had a very difficult adolescence, who may have been a great sinner. The saints were not born saints. The saints were born and lived just like you and I have lived. Some people only became saints in their later years. Some saints became saints in their middle years. Some saints became saints as teenagers. But we read them and we feel encouraged by them because they show us what God's grace can do. So that's the first thing we should take from this. Am I reading a bit of a life of a saint every day? And if I'm not, and I'm really failing to inspire myself. Pope Benedict liked to say, there's two arguments for Catholicism in the end. The saints and Catholic Christian artwork. In other words, the beauty of holiness and the beauty of the church's artistic treasury. Those beautiful things and those good, holy people point to the truth of Catholicism. Where could this beauty and this goodness come from? 
if it's not true. And finally, if we're doing reading the lives of the saints, what should we take from this chapter? Well, in section four, he lays out a kind of program that any of us can aspire to. Keep steady. Keep steady. If we want to become saints, then we have to follow the lights we've been given. We have to steadily go forward at each moment trying to say yes to the Lord. Why? Because he's the one ultimately in charge of our holiness. It's not our program. We want to become holy. We want to become spiritually perfect, not as a way of building up our ego, but as a response to his love because he wants us to. And so we just have to keep steady. How? By sincere humility, unquestioning obedience to, the, to our rule, our, our kind of situation, charity, and patience. Humility, obedience, charity, patience. Humility, obedience, charity, patience. Hokpa. Hokpa. Those are the four virtues we have to pray for. Day by day, that's how we'll advance. It's not so complicated. Lord, help me be humble. Help me be obedient. Help me be charitable. That is, help me to sincerely want the good of other people. Help me sincerely will the good to other people for you, Jesus. Help me sincerely give myself to you, Jesus. Surrender myself to you, Jesus. And help me be patient. And if little by little, we keep asking for those graces. Then we too will be counted among the Lord's chosen ones. We too will glorify him now and forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.